This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back. We have struggling food pantries, decent census participation so far, and success ventilating a goat. I'm Ike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. There's quite a range of human suffering that can accompany an economic collapse, even a hopefully very temporary one. Some of our retirements take a hit. Cash flow dries up. We could lose emergency funds that we've spent months or years scraping together. And that's not good at all. But the part we really want to avoid is the one where we're having large numbers of people go hungry. AL.com's Howard Koppelwitz reports that Alabama food pantries are starting to worry about running out of resources. The demand for the service is already booming. At the Salvation Army's food pantry in Birmingham, where they're used to serving about 50 families on a typical Tuesday, this past Tuesday, they had hundreds in line. Food requests for the Alabama United Way's 211 program are up 700% month over month. Alabama Childhood Food Solutions, a faith-based pantry in Sylacauga, usually serves 2,000 kids a week, but there were over 8,000 this week. And with people staying home because of the nature of the pandemic, some pantries are shutting down just as food is about to be needed the most. In the Wiregrass area, for example, there are about 100 food pantries. Fewer than a quarter of those are open because of a volunteer shortage. Now, if you're in pretty good shape and your family's secure and you can help out a local food bank or food pantry, you can reach out directly to an area pantry or visit the Alabama Food Bank Association. Their website is alfba.org, and they make it really easy for you with a big old donate sign at the top of the homepage. Here's a reminder to all of us to not let our census forms just sit there on the coffee table. This year, we have the big census, the one we take in years that end in zero. And for Alabama, we could have representation in Congress and an electoral vote riding on it, not to mention our share of milk and honey from the federal government. AL.com's William Thornton reports that we're doing well so far, according to the census advisory group Alabama Counts. Alabama Counts has an exclamation point at the end of their name, you know, like Jeb. Anyway, according to figures from Alabama Counts, As of this past Wednesday, Alabamians were self-participating in the census online at 45.7%. That's about average nationally. Now, we're not going to say way to be average because we want to be better than that, or at least better than South Carolina. That's a state that could overtake us in population this time around. If they beat us by one citizen, we're blaming Dabo. For households that don't respond to the notices they should have gotten, the Census Bureau will send enumerators sometime in May. Now, because of this pandemic, Alabama Counts is putting more emphasis on outreach through social media and phone calls in areas that are tough to count. We started off the week talking about a group of engineers at Auburn University who were working on converting CPAP machines into ventilators to help out in the much-dreaded event 
that there become more COVID-19 patients needing ventilators than hospitals have ventilators. So we'll end the week with AL.com reporter Abby Crane's update that the attachment that the group of engineers created has successfully been tested on a goat. He was a boar goat. That's a meaty breed from South Africa. This dude weighed about 200 pounds. They gave him anesthesia and ventilated him for about two hours. The goat said it was the best rest he had ever gotten. They named the device reInvent, and it requires parts that add up to about $700. Now the team's working on a way to increase their device's pressurization capacity. Thank you all for listening. Two quick things before you go. One is that new episodes of the Reckon interview will be rolling out. Depending on when you're listening to this, there might already be one in which host John Hammontree interviews singer-songwriter John Paul White. Y'all probably know him or at least know him from the former duo, The Civil Wars. More on the Reckon interview later. The other thing I wanted to mention was, well, first to say Happy Easter if you celebrate Easter. For those of us who do, it's just an unbelievably hopeful day. And we could use that right now. Unfortunately, Lee tells me there might be some rough weather coming. No matter where you live in the state, you definitely want to keep your eye on the forecast on Sunday. Again, we appreciate y'all so much for listening in. Until next time, don't hesitate to come see us on the World Wide Web at AL.com. Thank you.